Okay, let's begin. I am Lanice Antoine Shelley, and I'll be your host through constructive, healing-based conversations designed to illuminate the adoptee, parents, and the adoption curious. We center the topics around community, mentorship, leadership, and healing, so you get a multi-dimensional view that is ultimately empowering. These are the voices who could not speak when they were young. Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to share with you some new offerings. We've just partnered with Isaac Edder's company called Identity, who provides adoption consulting and short practical guide pamphlets, a practical guide to transracial adoption and a practical guide to black hair care. As a listener, you get 15% off. Just click the link in the show notes where you can find all references and hot topics that are talked about in each episode. And since you're listening, I just wanted to thank those of you who've rated and reviewed this podcast, because every five-star click helps remind these platforms that our work matters and helps me keep going. So those of you who are getting so much out of these conversations and have taken the 30 seconds to write a positive takeaway, I see you and I thank you. Those who haven't yet, now is the time, my love. Let's talk about it on Instagram after you go ahead and click five stars and write a review. Here we are finally. I've been getting a lot of push to get back to it. So thank you to those who kept me accountable. I'm here. I'm here. I showed up. I'm sure that each and every one of you have written a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If not, my friends, now is the time. The reviews help skyrocket this podcast to the top of the searches so more people can join the When They Were Young fam. Oh, my goodness. Where are my manners? How is your heart, my friend, my fam? Mine has been a bit overwhelmed of late. Oh, my goodness. So last we met in January... I had my play about my adoption experience developed by Paramount Theater. At that time, literally the day after the show, I had an interview to become the artistic director of the House Theater of Chicago. The interview went well, and all of the other subsequent interviews, as I am now the artistic director of the House Theater of Chicago. Oh my God, it is crazy. On top of that, During that same time, I was applying for this huge fellowship that asked for six essays for a directing fellowship in NYC, New York. (laughs) I was just throwing all the tricks to the wall, and Lord, I ended up getting that as well. This will be officially announced in May, so between you and me, I am the Drama League Classical Theater Fellow for the Off-Broadway Red Bull Theater. What does all of this mean? And where does Harpier come into play? Well, Harpier, my cat of five months now, is well thriving and attacking my furniture daily. 
It also means that I am busy beyond imagination and that I'm an over-functioning high achiever who doesn't like to sit still. In the Drama League interview, they asked me why, after everything you've done, Lenise, do you want to do this? Why are you downplaying your previous achievements for this? And I told them about my adoption, about how early on orphans, I hate that word, but I read this in a book and it really resonated with me. And it said that orphans are taught early on that the world is not safe. No matter how much our adoptive parents purport to love us, we are taught that through our traumas that we have to fight with grit, nail, and bone to be seen, to be loved, to be worthy. I guess I'm still chasing that worthiness, I said. And I don't know when my achievements will be enough. Wow. I don't know when my achievements will be enough. I do know that this podcast, the depth of these interviews, and the connections I've made through these interviews make me feel enough in ways I have never before. When will you know that you are enough, my friend, my fam? Today's guest has a blog called The Adoptee in Me. She speaks so beautifully about her connection to her son and father and her fiancé. Like me, she came from a single-parent household. It's rare that we have adoptees raised by just a father. Lionel in Season 1, Episode 14, is the only other adoptee I know. She and I connected instantly, and I know you're going to learn so much from her. Please welcome my first guest in Season 2, Nicole. I'm Nicole Koharik. I'm a domestic adoptee and um, I was abandoned as an infant and raised by a single father who's actually the person that my mother, my birth mother left me with. Um, and uh, he's a veteran and he was in the, uh, the U.S. Marines kind of looking to pull his life back together and searching for a purpose. And um, I was left with him. And uh, it's pretty amazing that in the 70s, uh, a single man was able to um, adopt a, a young uh, child. Um, but I, uh, you know, my my story with my father and my journey as an adoptee and the enlightenment that I've really um, received by uh, getting in touch with other adoptees and sharing my story, I found very healing. So I'm very inspired to share my experience uh, to help uplift other adoptees. Um, so that's why I started the Adopt Me, Adoptee and Me uh, blog. It's not a book yet, but um, that's definitely an aspiration. Um, but my my work actually started back in about 15 years ago when um, I was uh, a younger marketing and communications professional looking to give back in my local community. I found an organization called uh, Adoption Network Cleveland. And I was looking to give back, but I had no idea how uh, much I would receive in return from the experience of connecting with others um, touched by adoption and learning about the lifelong journey of adoption. So that enlightenment really changed my perspective and helped me get in touch with my inner adoptee, which is uh, why I'm doing this work. Yeah. And you call your podcast 
the adoptee in me. How did you come about that name? Or yes. not your podcast, your, your blog rather, sorry. Yes. Um, the adoptee in me came from the inspiration of exactly, you know, my journey and getting in touch with my inner adoptee. I have this theory that we all have um, an inner adoptee, kind of that that child who was abandoned, um, who, you know, regardless of your experience um, with your adoptive family, there's always a piece of you that, um, you know, is, has those abandonment issues and wonders, um, you know, you might have missing pieces of your life. You might not know your, your background. And that's part of the lifelong challenge of, of, of being adopted. And um, once I, I found for me personally, once I, became in touch with those feelings and realized that, um, you know, through my work with Adoption Network Cleveland, that really the feelings we have as adoptees are a natural um, experience, um, thinking about the unnatural experience of adoption, right? So it's unnatural to be taken away from your mother at birth um, or even later in life but it's very natural, obviously, to have lifelong feelings about that. And once I had that epiphany through my work in the adoption community, um, first with Adoption Network and then now, you know, with my uh, fellow adoptees on in the online community, I, I realized that that's really the magic is understanding who you are and who, wh what is your identity? You know, that's something we, a lot of us struggle with. And once I figured that out, I wanted to share that gift with others and say, you know what, it's okay to feel that way, but you can't let those feelings stop you. You can't let those feelings and those missing pieces be barriers to becoming the person you're meant to be. And you can, um, you know, live with them, but also continue going and do what you're meant to do in this world. Did you know when you were growing up that you were adopted? I assume it was the same race adoption. Did you know that you were adopted and did you feel that you were adopted? I was told from a very young age uh, that I was adopted. So I feel like I've always known but it's interesting that you mentioned race because I still don't, that's one of my missing pieces <laughs> to this day. Um, my, uh, you know, my adoptive father is, is Caucasian male and um, I don't know what I am. I always say I'm a good mix of something, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I haven't taken that part of my journey yet. I have not searched yet. Um, that's something that I think probably will, will happen. Um, I'm not quite there yet. Um, and I think that's okay. I'm allowing myself that time and that space. Absolutely. Uh, but I did always know, however, I grew up feeling uh, kind of like an alien. And this is something that I write about in the blog, uh, feeling just like an outsider, even though I had all the love I could, you know, ask for from my father and his family, I felt like I didn't belong and I felt like I didn't connect and I 
that that's part of those lifelong, you know, feelings associated with that abandonment that I didn't even realize I had until I started working in the adoption community and working with that nonprofit as a volunteer and hearing other stories and realizing other people felt like me. And that was really freeing and liberating. But I did struggle as um, a young child, not looking like anyone in my family, not looking like anyone in my um, school. Uh, it wasn't until college um, that I started to kind of, you know, see the world of diversity and feel like I, I belonged. Ironically, I went I went away from my family who raised me to um, this group of strangers and felt like I fit in. So it was an interesting uh, experience for sure. That's exactly what happened to me. I went to undergrad and then my world of like belonging opened up because I started to see that there were a lot of people who felt the same way who were biological, <laughs> you know, that was right. very affirming too, to run into those who grew up in biological families and still felt they couldn't quite relate and didn't belong. But also I started to interact with more people of color and that helped me in just solidifying my identity so much more as a Haitian Black female moving through the world. And in your blog, you talk about being comfortable sharing your narrative. How do you think other adoptees who feel more hesitant can become confident in their voices in in sharing their narrative? Well, I feel like it's natural to be hesitant when you're not really sure who you are. Mm -hmm. So my very first blog, um, ironically, uh, two years ago um, in March, when I started the blog in 2019, was who am I? Because identity issues are are really prevalent. And that's why I write about the journey of self-discovery. I think in order to really get to the place of comfort with your own story and to to write about it and to talk about it, you have to um, be in touch with yourself. Again, it goes back to that concept of the adoptee in me. Who am I? Um, I? I realized that early in my life, I kind of identified with the roles that I played in life. So I was a daughter. I was a student. I was you know, um, a niece. And um, I was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when I sat down and really thought about who am I? I'm not those things. Those are things that I do. That's not my essence. Mm-hmm. I am an optimistic, tenacious, creative person who is driven to make a difference in this world and to make the most of you know the life that I have. So I think going on that journey of self-discovery, whether it's with a counselor or just spending time reading and connecting with others and thinking about the the way you make decisions in life and what that's driven by, um, that can get you to a good place of really appreciating yourself and who you are and what you've been through and moving past those barriers that hold you back from telling your story. What I've found is that in telling my story and connecting with other adoptees, I have really moved forward in the healing process, in the understanding and in the confidence that I have in in my story and who I am as a person, do you feel the same um, with your blog and with your interactions in the adoptee community? Oh, absolutely. I do. I think that's, that's a great, um, a great observation. I think, uh, you know, I feel 
more of my whole self <laughs> when I'm connected to other, um, you know, adoptees and sharing experiences. And um, I spend a lot of time just scrolling through my feed on Instagram and on Facebook. And um, I'm always touched by the shared experiences. It's so interesting because we talk about the people, you know, in the adoptee advocacy community that talk about, you know, don't speak on behalf of all of us because everyone has a unique experience, which is so true. But at the same time, there's so much comfort in those shared experiences. And um, I've, I think the adoptee to adoptee connection is one of the most powerful. And honestly, other than my own son and my fiance, who um, also has some abandonment issues um, from, you know, a different, you know, he's not adopted, but, um, you know, similar uh, challenges that I face. I think that there's, you know, beauty in the trauma because it's what leads to real connection. So I definitely have um, met some of my favorite people <laughs> through the yeah. adoptee community and um, through my blog too, as well. Well, it's trauma bonding and, and we do it in all different sorts of ways. It comes up in relationships that you have with friends. I have a friend who is an actor just like me and we trauma bond over just the industry itself. And I'm sure you and your fiance have that abandonment and just the, the trauma is not exclusive or uh, it's not just about adoption. Um, adoption isn't the only source of abandonment issues or trauma or anything like that. And And as we move through the world and make these connections with other people, it's, I think it's important to see and have compassion for where they're coming from. And that is an opening, a threshold for bonding with someone. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you and your fiance have, have that in common and that makes sense. Uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, the people that I've connected with on deeper levels have that, richness in history, you know, um, where we can say, yes, I see you, you see me, and and we can work through this life together. Absolutely. It's also a gift in that, you know, the silly stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you've been through something and you've overcome a lot and you're thriving in this world and helping others. And that's what life's really about. And you got to really focus on what matters most um, when you've been through something like that. So um, why not channel the positive energy and, and, you know, do something good with it? Absolutely. And that's why, why I have this podcast is because in my journey to really understand my adoption and how I feel about my adoption, I, I have decided to open myself up to other people. And, and that was frightening at first, to be honest, because as adoptees, um, or just speaking from my own personal experience, I opening up to other people was hard for me and trusting them and allowing them to have access to who I really was, was hard for me growing up. And so when I started to do this work and allowed myself to be accessible to other people, that's when the true healing began to come to the surface, which right. was wild. 
that's that whole life begins outside your comfort zone. And that's one of the principles I live by. I was a very, very shy child. I definitely did not want to open up. And it's funny, I ended up studying um, communications in college and in grad school. And when I was a, um, a communications undergrad, I had a mentor come and tell me about my potential and she said, I'm going to get you out of your shell. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it wasn't until college that I really found myself and, you know, bonded with many other diverse people and felt like I, you know, was on the right path. And I knew that there was something in this world other than being the good daughter or, you know, the good student that I was creating this life for myself and using my unique talents and gifts um, in, in a special way. Uh, but I have had many people along my journey who have helped me come out of my shell and tell my story and um, even discover my, you know, my talents in communications and, and writing. So um, that professor will always be near and dear to my heart because uh, she saw, you know, the, the quiet, shy girl and the potential that I had through my written word. And she said, you need to, you know, uh, you have, you have a gift, you have to, you know, share it. Don't be quiet. <laughs> You're yeah. doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> um, so I forced myself actually, um, early in my career to go to Toastmasters because I was scared to death of public speaking and being in marketing, I had to do presentations all the time. So um, I think my, you know, the career success I've had wouldn't have been possible if I didn't push myself out of my comfort zone. And I always encourage others to do the same. So where can people find your work? Because I found you on Instagram, but how can people get more involved in your work? Yeah, thank you for asking. So my blog is the adoptee in me, just as it sounds. dot uh, com, and I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Both um, are the adoptee in me pages. So if you search uh, the adoptee in me on Facebook and Instagram, you'll find me and uh, send me a message. Um, I'd love to connect and collaborate. Yeah, well, I I definitely scored when running across you because. I really love your content and um, just the positivity that you bring to this work. And this question I ask to every one of my guests, uh, where in your life can you apply courage? I love that question, Lanise, because I think every day you need to <laughs> apply courage. I think about courage in terms of those tough days where you just don't want to get out of bed and you have something big and you have to push yourself beyond your own self-doubt to just do it and move forward. And I also think about it in the more you know serious circumstances when you have a major setback in life, and I've had plenty of them, um, but uh, you know, you can, you can feel the pain, you can feel the loss, but you have to keep going. And it takes a lot of courage to keep going after a setback. I'm, um, you know, a, a divorced person. Uh, my, my only son and my only blood relative that I've known, the only person I've ever seen my, my own reflection in, um, went right after high school to the Navy and I was devastated, but I had to dig deep and continue living because that, I had no choice. And so that took a lot of courage too. So courage can be, you know, simple overcoming your own self-doubt and pushing forward, or it could be major, but you have to dig deep and believe in yourself. And that's really the message is um, no matter what you've been through, believe in yourself and keep pushing. Here are my reflections. One, 
We all have an inner adoptee, our child self who is afraid of being abandoned and seeking to be seen, loved, and feel they belong. Two, there are so many missing pieces along with health records and racial identity that make adoptees feel like an outsider. The not knowing can be deafening. Three, it's natural to be hesitant when you're not sure who you are. The journey of self-discovery entails being in touch with yourself. It is about separating the things that you do from who you are. What is your essence? For example, I am an actress, director, artistic director, cat mom, but my essence is tenacious, inquisitive, playful, empathetic, and daring. (laughs) Four, the adoptee-to-adoptee connection is so powerful. I'm not the only one who feels instantly at home with adoptees in a way I've never felt with other demographics. I guess it's because we don't have to explain any of our secrets. Such a great start to a wonderfully rich season. It feels good to be back in your ears again. (laughs) Oh my goodness, did you miss me? Did you miss me? Another beautiful episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to my guest today. If you liked this episode, the best way to support me and this work is to write an iTunes review, a five-star review. (laughs) This helps us reach the top of searches and helps more people to find us. And if you personally want to connect, please reach out on Instagram or Facebook. And I have some great resource material on my website at laniceantoinshelly.com. So go on over there too. Until next we meet, go gently and have courage, my love.